Welcome back. Uh, this episode, we're going to be doing something a little different. Um, I don't know if we've done this before, but we're not going to talk about a movie today. <laughs> we're going to be talking. Bit. Yeah, we're going to be talking about a TV show. I think this might be our first foray into covering a TV show. So that's it exciting. Is. It is. And I think part of it for me was like, you know, how do you cover a fucking entire season or seasons of a TV show in one like 30 ish minute podcast, you know, like, like it was just, it was very overwhelming and daunting of a task, but what we'll be talking about, you'll find out soon. Um, we're both pretty big fans of, and, and the new newest season just dropped. So, you know, I mean, we'll go through all of them. Don't you worry. We'll put them all in, but, uh, you know, we'll do it yeah don't you worry we'll do a little synopsis hey last time on if you will to catch you up to speed and then we're going to be getting into the new season of stranger things buckle up uh let's get right into it man here we go (laughs) this is those who remain So I guess right, before man. we get into uh, Stranger oh. Things 4, mm-hmm. we're going to have to uh, obviously hit this with a spoiler alert since this just dropped. Yes. There it goes. And uh, we're also going to just catch you guys up to speed with what Stranger Things is if for some reason you have not heard of the show at this point in time. So Stranger Things is the ongoing story of Mike, Dustin, Lucas, and Will. And as the story goes on, more and more people uh, four young nerds growing up in the 80s in the small town of Hawkins, Indiana. And when their friend Will goes missing, we watch as the town and these kids try to find him. So basically in the middle of this huge mystery, the kids find Eleven, who's this mysterious young girl with psychic powers. And they find her like walking around in the woods. And so basically the show is a celebration of all things Steven Spielberg, Stephen King, John Hughes, John Carpenter, Wes Craven, and so much more. And uh, I, I guess the first season really sort of set the template of there's this mystery being solved. It's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say melodramatic, but it's definitely a very emotional show. <clears throat> there's a lot of feelings going on. It's uh, basically watching these kids grow up while we're sort of seeing them also grapple with the idea that the supernatural exists. And it's all about this sort of other dimension called the upside down. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah man uh i mean this just blew up on netflix when it came out um you know and how long ago was when did season one come out 2016 something like that something like that yeah 2016 i remember uh you telling me about it and you're like dude you gotta watch stranger things and uh i just kept reading a lot about it and uh i just kept you know blowing it off and then eventually when i did watch it i was like oh it's so good you know, yeah, it's man. like it's worth all the hype. You know, and I think one of it, one of the things for me is, you know, it, it's about these four kids who who play Dungeons and Dragons in their spare time. Like that's that's what they do. Like they just all and it, it like reminded me. Now I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons, but although I kind of want to, 
I, you know, I, it just reminds me of when I was younger, when I was that age, getting together with my, you know, actually probably three, four friends and, and all hanging out at each other's houses, usually in the basements, uh, you know, just like they do. And, you know, playing video games or reading comic books or, you know, doing all the things that they did. Um, so there was like that little bit of it that kind of hit home for me. I'm like, that's cool, man. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I would say for me, man, it feels like a total throwback to uh, Stephen King's It. Sure. Oh. Uh, Stand By Me. Uh, and uh, also, I don't know if you're familiar with this movie, uh, Now and Then. It's got like Thora Birch, Rosie O'Donnell, Christina Ricci. I'm pretty sure Demi Moore's in it too. It's okay. it's got like this like who basically who's who of like the '90s, you know. Sure. And it's like this sort of movie that cuts back and forth between uh, these uh, these young kids. Uh, I think it's like in the '60s, and then as adults and sort of like how they how they grew up and they're still friends. Oh, and Devin Sawa's in it. So you can't go wrong there. Nice. He's, he's like a teenager which is hilarious but uh so I, I would throw this in there with with all those sorts of uh uh of movies where it's like we're watching these kids grow up and i guess to an extent the harry potter movies in the books mm-hmm. and it's like um tv is really an uh, analogous to novels in the sense that it's like you get season after season chapter after chapter to really spend time with these characters and weave story arcs and do subtle things that film frankly does not allow you the time or schedule to do. So um, and I, even though TV is known for being faster, I, I would assume on something like this, they treat it more like film, but I could oh, be wrong. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I would think so. I, I I would assume so, but I can't speak to that for, yeah, exactly. for certain, but. Uh, that's our, it's our guess anyway. But, but it's cool to see, um, cool to see like the kids grow up and, and, the story of like grow up with them and harry potter is is the perfect uh you know i'm glad you brought that up yeah because if you and and this is really cool and you can go out there and 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 look this up but if you look um people have put together uh frames just really thin slices out of every like whatever it is five minutes from every single harry potter film to compare the color, like color throughout the the coloring actual of the actual film, throughout all eight movies or nine, whatever it was, and it's really cool to see because it all starts out with like red and gold and bright colors, and then as you get on, like the color just gets sucked from the movies and it goes gray yeah. and black Bleak. and green, and it's cool because you know, you, you get to see all these characters, they grow up, they deal with death. They deal with like so many, like super heavy things. Um, and it's it just, it, it really like, I don't know. It like, it just, it gets, it, it really sucks you in, I guess. Um, yeah. so, and then that's what I think, you know, net or Netflix, what stranger things did a really <laughs> good job with. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess I guess also Netflix. I think also with with uh, Harry Potter, another similarity that can kind of be drawn is like, you know, with those books and definitely with the movies visually, it's like one and two are kind of like kids kids movies. You know, yeah. they're very yeah. like warm sure. and bright. And then Prisoner of Azkaban is kind of where it starts to take a turn. Right. And uh, that's like the Empire Strikes Back, I guess. Right. Where it's like it's kind of dark and stuff, and then uh, it, as it progresses, it gets darker and darker. And there's moments of levity in there. But yeah, you're totally right. It's like um, they're dealing with death for the first time. And it's like um, characters that you really like get killed. 
uh, while while certain other characters are seemingly untouchable for some for some reason, <laughs> right. uh, you know, for plot reasons. But uh, you know, uh, and it's just it's Stranger Things just has, in my opinion, just like a lot of lovable characters, mm-hmm. and it just has a lot of heart. And it's like so, like I catch myself all the time watching the show, being like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like wiping the tear away and stuff because it just has a lot of heart to it. Yeah. So, so let's just let let's like scream right through one, two, and three just because they've been out for a long time now, and <laughs> most of you should have seen it already. And if you haven't, go back and fucking watch it. So yeah. Um, well, did you have anything for season two? Uh, I mean, not not anything official. <laughs> I mean, I just have some shit I jotted down. It's not official. <laughs> so so um so we're we're pretty good i think we're set on season one right i mean you set it up very good and and yeah okay um so season two kind of so it deals with uh 11 i think she in this season she finds out that she has a mom or she knows she has a mom but she finds out who that mom is and this is where so in my opinion Season two is the weakest for me. If I had to rate all the seasons, season two would be at the bottom of the list for me. I would agree. Um, and and not be not only because there was um, a, a, a an episode where they go to Chicago, which was just really weird. But Eleven goes oh, yeah. and, and meets another like person with psychic you know who was in the, the, the facility facility yeah. that she was like in and 10 just, or something right it was just like really weird and they're all like punk rock ish and then she like, never gets brought up again never yeah it's <laughs> like for sure maybe in season excuse me in season five they'll uh they'll kill some of the major characters and then she'll come in to sort of fill the void or something yeah. who knows right. sorry right. but but season two i believe they're dealing with the mind flare um as they so yeah Put it. And like the possession of will yeah and stuff where they have to like exercise him with like heat lamps because like the, the mind flayer hates uh heat, heat yeah, fire. right and yeah, right. yeah fire. exactly um so yeah i mean that's kind of like you get you know every season has like its big bad guy and it's kind of you know the little dude so like mind flare and then this one had the demodogs which yeah were, where season one was the de- the demogorgon which is like the our demogorgon, first right he's like an eight foot tall faceless walking sort of beast that has like a flower face that opens kind up of, and it's right full of teeth full of and teeth. then um <laughs> and also i just, just want to say too in season one jim hopper the sheriff he's he's a really uh well-drawn character like super layered he punches everybody that disagrees with him in that first season <laughs> yeah. and then see in like literally and then in season oh, yeah. two he doesn't punch as much he's more of like oh, he's, on, he's on like an investigation and he's like so they, you know they, he's trying to kind of uh, reserve himself more because he's he's a dad now right I was well, actually no, no no not not quite well that's that yeah that's but he's but he's ourselves. getting there he's getting there um, but he, you know, like at the end of season one, they kind of think that they have uh, kept everything at bay from the upside down from getting into our world. And then in right. season two, he's getting calls from like farmers being like, hey, our pumpkins are fucking rotting <laughs> with this weird shit. Right. And it's actually a super cool image. Like every season to me seems to like evoke a different season. And mm, season yep. two felt like Halloween to me. Sure. It, I mean, it, it even has like the Ghostbusters Halloween scene and it's yep. all set in the autumn. Um yep. But yeah, Jim's not punching people as much this time. He's more just trying to solve this whole mystery and get to the bottom of it. And, and he's also... Oh, go ahead. 
and, and some pretty important characters were also introduced in this season being max and her brother billy yeah like they're super important for the rest of the show and yeah. max is like at first uh we uh the the kids are at the arcade and they're like who the fuck beat our high score <laughs> and they see mad max which hell yeah that's an awesome reference yeah. right there too and uh, a lot of people think the the references in this show are a little like on the nose but like who cares you know it's fun yeah uh, i mean some of them are some of them aren't right you don't have to hide everything you know like yeah like there's some that are really uh obscure like they had the conan the barbarian sword in season four i didn't notice mm -hmm. that until i saw it on some article right exactly so uh but with season two yeah they introduced some really important characters and her uh her brother's just a total piece of shit (laughs) i think think he's racist they set that up and then he's also just like just a big dick to everybody that he basically meets Mm. and um he's like that bully guy who makes metal bands look bad because he listens to metallica and stuff right yeah and uh uh but we also meet bob Mm -hmm. yeah who's super lovable and it's really sad because bob samwise yeah, samwise (laughs) uh sean astin right yeah sean astin uh he is uh dating Joyce Winona Ryder and he dies uh during like this whole scene at the Hawkins facility some demo yeah. dogs eat him and <laughs> it's, a, out of him. it's a it's a bummer and he uh Bob has this whole monologue where he talks about a clown when he was a kid that used to scare him and then he stood up to it I and mean, a lot of people have speculated like is he talking about Pennywise is that supposed <laughs> to be like an obscure reference to it right right yeah there was a lot of buzz going around when that came out and you're like oh I don't know, like it. Stranger Things has a lot of parallels with that story, yeah. so I think, like, if anything, that's just a fun little wink to that. Well, you know, I think they're they're just lovers of all things film. So, I mean, you know, when you're you're that into it, well, of course you're going to add things, yeah. uh, you know, that that you love from other films into it. You know, little homages here and there, whether they, you know, like we said, like whether they be slapping in you, slapping you in the face or, or you know, a little bit more so- hidden. It's funny that you said that this one you think is the weakest uh, in my notes. I have, this is regarded as the low point in the series. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, so fuck that season. Moving on to season three. You know, it's funny though. It's kind of <laughs> like, you know, there's some directors that are so good that people will say like their worst movie is like other directors best movie. Right. And with stranger things, I kind of like, I feel like the storytelling, even though it is a little cheesy and on the nose, sometimes it is so well done that it's oh, like, yeah. I, I totally see past that stuff. And I'm like, hey, sure. whatever. It, it's the weakest one, but you know, like I still have watched it, you know, I think twice now all the way mm. through. It's pretty entertaining, but I don't really see me going back again to it. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'd go back to that one, but season three however yeah it's more like a summer movie i don't know so i don't know i don't know where this falls for me i really liked season four but i really loved season three so i don't know i haven't made up my mind on that just yet um but but the reason i love it because it's so 80s and they've got the mall the star court mall in there and video stores love it i just love everything about that so much yeah it's awesome and it, it, the whole thing feels like a summer movie it's all uh set around fourth of july weekend like jaws or something like that mm-hmm. and it's like um and it has just a much bigger scope and focus on like you know like i guess you'd say like espionage and intrigue yeah, right. and stuff because right. there's like the whole thing with like 
you know, like the it's the Soviets, right? That's the Soviet the Union. Or yeah, and and it's like they're, uh, yeah, the, like the season fucking starts with like uh, those guys trying to build a machine that's going to reopen the portal because yeah, they're it's trying like, to like drill down into the upside I, down you, or whatever. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to pick open a scab again. That's a good way of saying right. it. And the whole reason they even set up shop in Hawkins is because that's where it happened before. Mm. So, um, but yeah, they're building this like kind of crazy machine that ends up killing everybody that's working on it and then uh i forget the scientist's name i know uh hopper calls him smirnoff but his name's yuri right yuri yeah so yeah yeah, he has like a year to fix it basically or he's gonna get killed by his Mm -hmm. bosses so that like there's a lot of that going on and i think they hinted at that a little bit in the first two seasons like they set up that like the the government is listening on the phone Mm -hmm. calls and stuff but it's definitely not as like this feels like fucking mission impossible sometimes right and i would say to the detriment of the the um kind of theme the pacing and mood of the show but it's still fun it's just like Mm -hmm. okay we're we're doing this now Mm -hmm. yeah so and then so this season also dealt with the mind flayer but more in a physical sense as a yeah you know like like it's building so fucking cool it's like we see once this machine goes off i think or something happens that basically makes uh energy start gathering in this like old factory in hawkins and it's fucking super cool and gnarly and it's like making all these rats go down there and they start like (laughs) exploding And then it's very much like the thing or the blow. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it just kind of merges into this big fleshy bony monster of mm. just, you know, meat. And yeah. it, it turns into the manifestation, like you're saying of the mind flare. It's like a big meat, excuse me, like a big meat spider. Yep, exactly. So the, scary. Cool, the really cool thing about that is when we went to um, Halloween Horror Nights, they had a Stranger Things house. Um specific sort of for season two but also three and we didn't know because it had just i think the season had just ended so we weren't sure how much season three we were going to get in that haunted house yet we had stark court mall and we had a giant mind flare spider at the very end of the house and it was fucking amazing (laughs) so cool that's i mean that just shows you how big stranger things is it's like um it, oh yeah it's a haunted house attraction you know right i mean it, so and cool. it's and when they have it at, at universal it's usually the one with the longest wait typically that's, that's kind of how you know you've made it you know when you become the universal horror nights uh <sighs> place with like the yeah. longest line or something you know yeah i mean dude there was um last year there was this it wasn't a haunted house but it was a scare zone and it was for um uh i was like oh shit i don't know if it was crypt tv yeah i think it was crypt tv which is like a i think it started on youtube it's like just a bunch of youtube shorts so it's like mm-hmm. dude hey we could fucking do that <laughs> we'll yeah. have an into the void area eventually <laughs> so anyway i thought that was cool oh yeah um so yeah season three big mind flare meat spider fucking you know Bill's billy it's using billy as like its physical avatar her persona <clears throat> right and then uh this is where we uh establish the idea that 11 can i guess they call it piggyback into people's memories mm-hmm. and uh because like billy is seemingly totally taken over by the mind flayer and she's able to get into his memories of like a happy time with his mom mm-hmm. and use that to kind of like 
talk some sense into him even for just a moment so that right. the kids can get away and he dies and uh he's one of those characters too where even though he was a piece of shit just because he's you know like uh i guess like people thought he was cute or something and everyone just gave him a pass because there's so many memes about him and it's just like it's, it's kind of weird because he's like a really like problematic dude you know yeah, like, i wonder if also is just because you know max had such a i mean even though she kind of hated him you know at the same time he was still family and yeah. like to watch him die was you felt just, bad for him too once you saw yeah. his you know like what happened to him as a kid you're like he's not just right. a piece of shit he kind of was a victim of you know like a tough circumstance and stuff so and that's as good writing as being like hey you know that person you thought was a piece of shit look at them in a sympathetic moment where you mm-hmm. feel bad for him and you're like wow it's not as black and white as i thought it was right so so season yeah. four does that bring us up oh yeah. before we get in season four they they kill hopper at the end of season three and it's oh, just i mean and it was yeah. supposed to be this big deal but then at the end of the same episode i think it they kind of show that he's alive still because they just sort can't kind of like it, it, it's vague but you can assume but um yeah i thought that was you know interesting to like make you think they're kind of killing a big character but then like mm-hmm. right away they're like oh yeah no he's back by the way he's just in russia <laughs> he's in russia in prison so yeah uh, man season, season four season four all right um oh man there's like so many things to say about this season and not only because it just came out so i just watched it <laughs> but yeah. all right we're introduced to the the best character in the whole series so far eddie munson <laughs> sure you're gonna say argyle no dude <laughs> my all right. dude all right Purple so delay. for me yeah right so for me i fucking i'm not a big fan of when you have characters that their only thing about like their only trait their only characteristic is smoking weed that's the only thing about them and it's like that's totally what what Argyle was and what they turned Jonathan into. And I was like, supposed to be like Spicoli from Fast Times. Yeah. Right. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Not that I, not that I hated them. And not to say that, that, you know, like they were terrible. And I just, I just, I don't know. When, when you get characters like that, I'm like, okay. It's just Eddie Munson. Yeah. Eddie Munson, dude. So we're introduced to, um, the Hellfire Club, which is a Dungeons and Dragons, uh, what are they called? Groups in the Dungeons and Dragons. Basically, Eddie seems like someone I would have been friends with in high school. He reminds me of my brother Ethan and uh, my friend Gage, that I was, you know, with. We we're all tight in high school, and we're all like metalheads and into really nerdy stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Eddie's just like he's one of those characters that just came in and stole everyone's heart. Everyone, everyone was was really sad. When, when you spoilers you know he, he dies at the end of the season and there's one of those things where it's like not eddie you can take anyone else yeah dude so you know um you don't know what to expect from this guy at first um you know he's kind of kind of like really really in your face he's like he's a lot to deal with um mm-hmm. but man he just becomes such a fucking cool character um, and he gets just the shit into the stick throughout the whole fucking season. Like, you know, he, um, one of the, the cheerleaders, uh, from Hawkins, she's dating the, the 
bas- the, the coach for the basketball team. And she kind of goes to him because she's having some problems of her own. So she's kind of going to him for some drugs. <laughs> and um, no, I don't think she's dating the coach, bro. I think she's dating. Oh, sorry. Did I say coach? I meant... <laughs> Not coach. I meant uh, captain. Captain. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. So, yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> Chrissy, the cheerleader who is dating the basketball captain of yeah. Hawkins. Um, is having her own dealing with her own issues and she's trying to trying to figure them out so she goes to eddie for drugs and and as as if if you've seen the season you you know that she ends up dying in a very brutal and gruesome way mm-hmm. um, which is really fucking cool um but but eddie gets blamed for it so he's on the run like pretty much the entire you know season yeah so you just like feel really bad for him because like he's just stuck in this situation You're like fuck he didn't do shit <laughs> like yeah you know, he was just trying to be a, a good guy i guess and and try and help her out if he could he's whether it like be through drugs or whatever but a victim of wrong place wrong time basically yeah man um so yeah so um but we're also so we're we're introduced to the new bad guy and that is a guy by the name of Vecna. Yes. And, oh, man, dude. Like, you know, we had the demigorgons. We had the demidogs. We had the mind flare. But, like, this was, like, kind of like a person who could speak. And oh, totally. Do like, a lot more than just a fucking demigorgon that's going to rip your head off. He gets compared to Freddy Krueger a lot. And I think that's a pretty accurate comparison you know 100 uh, yeah. i know the duffer brothers were you know really inspired by uh uh leather or not leatherface pinhead pinhead, <laughs> pinhead yep. and uh, uh freddy krueger for sure and you can mm-hmm. see that and vecna has like this one elongated claw and <laughs> he kind of gets into their dreams and uses the things that people are worst, uh, most afraid of or sort of like their dirtiest mm-hmm. secrets or like their most painful memory and uses it to to sort of drive them crazy you know um yeah he, he he uses past trauma to yeah to haunt to, the people and exactly exactly much like you know freddy krueger will invade your dreams but yeah um yeah so so essentially he shows up to these people um and within 24 hours you're dead um so so we find out sort of early on that that max gets cursed is i believe the term they used oh yeah the vecna's curse and um so that was obviously a lot to deal with and, and that honestly leads to one of the best scenes in the entire series um at least in my opinion mm-hmm. and i think in a lot of people's opinions um so i mean you know it's it's funny that like you know Vecna being compared to Freddy Krueger and stuff, and then they have Robert England in the show as well. Yeah, and and they didn't do that uh, intentionally. He sent in a tape to audition. Oh really? Yeah, they were not looking for Robert England to play That's that role. Awesome, dude. And they're like, dude, for someone who's been around as long as he had, you know, has, and he's such a seasoned pro, he still goes for it even in his auditions. They're like, it was him like laying in a bathtub saying the monologue you know that he says Dude, in the show and he's like he's just going so for it fucking cool i love that shit so that's uh, amazing robert england if you somehow hear this you're you're you know the goat you're one right. you're one of the best there's ever been in the, in sure. the horror genre so yeah sorry so um 
so yeah i mean I, like a lot of people are talking about it but the the episode dear billy was just fantastic because mm-hmm. max almost gets taken by vecna and they figure out that you have to snap these people out of their curt their trance that they're in um and seemingly you know you can't do it by just yelling at them or shaking them but they found that you can get into their head with music and it just led to just such a beautiful sequence of events um you know they're in the graveyard um what is it so it's max lucas dustin and uh steve and max starts to fucking levitate like i mean near death and they pop her headphones on so that she can start hearing this music which is of course kate bush's running up that hill which she has made a good a pretty penny on since that fucking show aired i I think it's the the tune of a few million dollars uh, for a song that's 40 years old and has never charted before it's pretty awesome (laughs) so cool and and the other cool thing is she owns 100 percent of her song so she banked it all um so yeah i mean it's this i mean it's really is this like beautiful scene um you know vecna uses the you know this trauma of max seeing billy die um to get in and, and curse her i blame her and it's like it's all your fault maxine exactly like you know you wanted me dead right right so and and you know she already at the you know at the beginning of the even at the beginning of the season she was not doing well so yeah she's like seeing the school counselor and stuff right so um you know they they pop the headphones on her there's this amazing you know back and forth between the graveyard and the upside down where vecna is is right about to take max and she snaps out of it and rips out a fucking tentacle out of his neck and just runs for it and the and, music and, is like this beautiful instrumentation of running up that hill it's like this epic orchestral right you know like uh they use it at the end the season finale too and yeah. they when they jump back in his layer right but yeah it's dude it is it's a pretty awesome moment yeah so i mean it was just so powerful um and you know i always wonder like when you when people when when things like this like they go viral and they make such an impact on people i wonder if I wonder if like they knew that this was going to be, you know, one of those scenes or is it just one of those things where they put together like this is pretty cool, but we don't know how people are going to take it, you know, um, but it just blew the fuck up. Yeah. And that song is everywhere right now. It is. It really is. I mean, I, I will admit I've listened to it probably a hundred times. People are like, uh, what song would you play to <laughs> escape Vecna? <laughs> I've seen a lot of those threads. <laughs> I mean, that just shows people are really vibing with it. That's cool as hell. It's like um, a lot of people, I've seen some people that I went to uh, college with, they're a little more like hipstery, be like, Ugh, I can't believe people just now heard about that song. I'm like, dude, oh, I shut up. Or same thing with Metallica. It's like, don't even try to gatekeep Metallica because they're like mm-hmm. the, the Kmart of metal bands at this point. Like you can literally get Metallica merchandise at Walmart, I'm pretty sure. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, like... Uh, everyone knows about metallica like yeah it's it's cool that the generation that's younger than us perhaps heard about the album master of puppets just now but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them they're just younger yeah, i didn't right. i didn't i didn't discover master of puppets until i was in high school which they is didn't like grow up with it 
they didn't grow up with it on the radio 24 7 yeah isn't that is that that's ageism right where you're you're just being shitty because someone's younger and you're like dude they they can't help it when they're born you know um yeah good music's good music um so the other thing about this i i know you i think have brought this up before off podcast but the the you know one of the critiques that i have as well for this season though is that everyone's split up and there's so many different things going on and so many different storylines mm-hmm. and you're like it's almost like hard to keep up with you're like wait okay okay will and and uh you know fucking uh mike and then they're all in and jonathan they're in california okay and then they're back in hawkins and they're in russia and like it's just yeah. like it's a lot it's it's a lot um, oh totally I couldn't even imagine writing a script with all those locations. I'd be like, I forget what they said. They said like this season was like 800 pages or something like that. It's like, I know it's a writing room, but you see in there, it's like the Duffer brothers wrote, I think like, you know, a handful of them themselves. So, but it's like, um, for me, uh, another, I guess, comparison to empire strikes back is like what that movie does is that, so the, uh, new hope, has certain characters that are together you know and then uh the the uh empire strikes back kind of does a little bit of a dance and has characters hanging out who wouldn't be hanging out normally so this one does kind of the same thing so it's like oh we have these characters they're over here these ones are over here and we're going to cut back and forth but then it gets to the point where you're like by the end of the season in russia so it's like uh uh joyce is going to go rescue hopper um with murray and murray's fucking hilarious and he comes back and has some great scenes and uh once they rescue him uh it's been established that like this prison is using prisoners to fight demogorgons they're basically like you know like doing a sort of uh the running man thing where they're like (laughs) like uh rob zombies 31 or something where they're making like Mm -hmm. these people fight to the death and um uh, I wasn't a big fan of the Russian segment of this show. I thought this, yeah. it felt kind of like filler, but that part I thought was pretty rad. Yeah, That's that was, like, I mean, that was definitely fucking cool, but I agree with you. It was like, you know, and, and the other thing is like, I just wanted everyone to be together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they get like that one scene at the end of the season the finale. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. So hopefully for the next one, it's more of like, a, we're getting, you know, the whole cast back together. Right. Uh, and they're all more or less in the same place. Yeah, but yeah so, that, that is and it's it like we like you're saying since they're so spread out it just leads to the whole thing kind of feeling overstuffed in a lot of ways mm-hmm. like you're just like okay it's cool that it's this long but it's like maybe we could have trimmed out some of these moments with some characters that were just there to be cute or funny and stuff that didn't necessarily serve the the narrative um yeah i don't know yeah so the other thing about this season is is there's like a huge twist that i only saw and i think a lot i don't know if anyone saw it coming really i i saw part of it coming which was fairly obvious but the but the rest of it was just i think some of the most amazing writing i've seen in a long time so and what i'm talking about is of course of who or what vecna actually is and so throughout the season, um, you know, Eleven, she is powerless. Um, she, she doesn't have any of her powers, um, but she eventually goes back to Dr. Brenner and they put her in this, uh, what's it called? Nina, the Nina project. So they put her basically, it's like a, like a, like a, de- like a water deprivation tank or whatever they call them. 
mm-hmm. um, one of those tanks and she kind of floats in. She like relives um, all of her youth at the facility. And in those, you know, whatever you want to call them, dreams or, or memories, um, she runs into this this guy who's like an orderly or something. And you know that because they spend so much time on this guy and he knows like a lot of things, you know that he's important in some way. And you and you there's also throughout the season uh, references to number one keep coming up, you know, uh, 11 is number 11. So number one is brought up and you're like, oh, that orderly is totally number one. Like yeah. he's the first. Um, so that was easy to, to spot fairly easy to spot uh early on however when they do the full reveal it just like keeps going and it's just so it's, beautifully done yeah man it's a, it's like a really well layered mystery where it's like so simultaneously with figuring out what's going on with vecna it's like we're finding out the story it's victor creel right is yeah, yeah. robert england's character yep. who is this guy who bought this beautiful house that's the house that everyone keeps seeing in vecna's visions and he had moved in with, you know, his son, I think, and his daughter and his wife. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, you know, uh, he had been driven crazy by, you know, he'd been driven mad by what he thought were kind of visions of, you know, his worst memories of the war or whatever. And uh, eventually his wife got killed and his daughter got killed and he kind of came to and his son was in a coma, his son, Henry. And, uh, you know, we find out that Henry was taken by Dr. Brenner and was put into this uh, facility in like the late fifties, I think. And he is number one. So all of these things tie together. It's like Vecna is Henry is mm-hmm. number one. So like all three of these strands that weave throughout the season all kind of come to a point. And then it's the, and that's not even it. That's not even as good as it gets because mm-hmm. Vecna fucking explains the upside down in the coolest way. And it's like, it, and it, it ties into the rest of the show so well. Cause it's like, you know, the season opens up with this really awful thing where they actually put like a warning before it because, you know, we just had a, a recent school shooting in, in our country. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was like this thing where it's like, it says like, you know, this, this opening shows like some traumatic shit basically. And it shows all of these kids that have been murdered by Vecna. But the way that it shows it at the beginning is like, you think that it's 11 that did it. And that's kind of the, uh, that's another twist that they hit you with is that, you know, uh, Eleven had this whole, uh, you know, friendship going on with Number One, and he was trying to help her get out. And he had a chip in his neck that kept his powers uh, at bay. And she took the chip out, and then he went and basically got revenge on Doctor Brenner by killing everyone at this facility. And she, you know, was the one that, you know, used her powers, opened up a portal to the Upside Down, and basically banished him there. And uh, so she opened that gate for the first time. And then uh, he was, from what we know, the first person to go to the upside down. And if he sees like this massive swirling cloud of particles in the sky and, uh, you know, we find out that, you know, Henry as a child found a vent in the house that had black widows and he relates to spiders because they're solitary predators and they bring structure to an unbalanced ecosystem by killing the weak and all this stuff. And he feels like he can do that with his powers. So he reaches out to this swirling mass and it like makes a psychic connection with him and it takes the shape of a spider or as we know it, the mind flayer. It's like just connecting dots, dude, all the way down. So fucking cool. Yeah. So 
<clears throat> so there is where I'm a little disappointed in the show, only because they set up Vecna so beautifully, and it was such an amazing story. And then to know that we have a season five where it's just kind of a continuation of it, and the mind flayer is not the big bad guy. It's always been Vecna. It's like, oh, are they going to stretch this out too long and are, are they going to fuck it up? You know, um, I almost wish that they just ended with season four. Um, maybe yeah. not the same ending that they have now, but, but more you know. up, upbeat ending. Yeah, or, I mean, or something. It doesn't necessarily have to be upbeat, but um, I just like feel more closure to the story, you know? Yeah. So. But, you know, I, I will keep an open mind. I'm, of course, going to watch it. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, remains to be seen. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that, that plays out. For sure. I think, you know, for the most part, it's like I think the writing in this season is just really well done. And there's definitely moments in there that are like a little cheesy or over, overwritten, oh, sure. I guess. But um it all comes together. It all connects. And um, I know people are trying to say that that monster in season one that you see in the in the road when Will falls off his bike it's is Vecna. No, it's not. That's supposed to be the Demogorgon. People are that's a stretch. But um, you know, I mean, I could be wrong. You know, I mean, maybe they did have that plan from the beginning. But it feels like they're kind of just tying it in really well as they go. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some interesting theories out there right now, and. And one of them is a theory of why the upside down is stuck in whatever it was, 1983 or whatever year it was. Um, so there's a lot of things out there. And, and I think that's what, that's what really makes like a good show for me is when people start talking about it and formulating their own theories and, and they're like, oh, this is why the, you know, and, and none of them might be true, but there's, it's so much fun to read and so much fun to, to think about, uh, you know, I've said it before on the podcast, like my favorite films, my favorite TV shows are the ones that make you think afterwards. Um, so, you know, this, this one just left me like, what is the upside down? What, like, where, how long has it been there? Has it always been there? Has, you know, like, we know that it was shaped by Vecna. We know that. Um, but, you know, I want to know more. <laughs> I've read some really cool ideas like, oh, it's it's uh, red and black because of the colors of a of a black widow. And, mm. you know, uh, you know, that whole idea that it's stuck in the same uh, it's the same year that the first season happened. Right. Mm. Yeah. And that's going to be a big deal. It's like, are they going to do time travel and like undo <sighs> what they did? You know, because like one of the biggest, you know, that we, we mentioned it earlier, biggest uh, kind of heartbreaking moments in the season is when uh, Eddie dies. Like there's this whole big operation where it's like, you know, Nancy, Robin, and Steve are going to go into Vecna's lair, and uh, they need to get the bats drawn away. So Eddie and uh, Dustin go to the trailer uh, park, and they get his guitar, and they basically hold the most metal concert in the world, <laughs> and they play Master of Puppets on the roof of his trailer mm -hmm. to draw the bats away. And it's a super cool moment. It, uh, uh, you know, it's a it's pretty badass. And then his character right. who is known he he's kind of hating on himself the whole season because he ran away when chrissy died and he's right. like oh all I, all I ever do is run and uh he he makes a stand and mm -hmm. uh you know defends dustin basically while he, from these bats and he dies and uh he dies in dustin's arms and it's this real sad moment where he's like you know i didn't run right he's like yeah, this game this is gonna be my year mm -hmm. it's so sad yeah. man 
Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it, it's sad and it's it, it's one of those moments where I'm like, fuck you, Duffer Brothers. Like, I I really think, and I'm only mad because they didn't kill off anybody else. Well, they did, but but no one no one of importance. I wouldn't mind seeing him pop up in season five in the Upside Down somehow. Like right? he still I mean, has his still guitar. Are. You and know? he, um, you know, like he still he like wails on his guitar to like get him out of a, a tight situation or something. Who knows? But, so, like, it'd so be nice a, to see him. Yeah, I mean, there's a theory out there that so Vecna within the Dungeons and Dragons game, um, they that Vecna has a right hand man who is a vampire, and he and the vampire betrays him, backstabs him. And which is just funny because like the way Eddie died, he died Vampire by bats. <laughs> but and, and, I think it's a little bit of a stretch to think that Eddie's going to come back as a vampire. Well, this is something. I mean, he even mentions in the, in the D&D game, he's like the cult of Vecna, you know, and uh, right. like, there's a lot of foreshadowing in that scene. If you go back to it, where he's like, you know, you guys are, you know, alone and injured and scared. And it's like, what do you do? Do you run or do you fight? And then it's like that mm-hmm. season five, man. It's like they went from, to the death and they went from kids. To they're in a war now. And even the way they were dressed, man, when they went into the, the final act of the, of the season finale, they, they looked oh, yeah. like little like like uh, soldiers, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild seeing them go from being like little middle schoolers to like little soldiers going into a war zone, you know? But it's like, that's how far they've come in just four seasons. Yeah, there was a comparison. Um, it was Nancy from season one trying to swing a bat, like yeah, getting ready exactly. to fight, and then uh, Nancy season four blowing Vecna's head off with a shotgun, a yeah, sawed-off totally. shotgun. It's no like, problem. all right, you've grown yeah, up, Nancy. <laughs> exactly, into quite the badass. Yeah, but that's. So, I mean, I guess uh, that's the big conflict to season four is getting to the bottom of Vecna and his grudge with Eleven because he's like, you know, you made me what i am basically mm-hmm. and he wants to you know all that shit that the mind flayer was saying in season three through billy where he's like you know we're building all of this for you and we're gonna kill your friends and you have to watch that was all vecna just talking shit yeah. so it's like um that's his ultimate plan and now it's so personal he's like you know I, he's killed these four people he's opened the four gates it was like the four horsemen mm-hmm. and it's gonna open a massive floodgate to the upside down and it's gonna be just a huge scale season five uh and it's like oh you thought season four was was epic in scale just wait yeah you know and i think um you know and a lot of people have said it and i thought it when i finished the last episode of season four but like it all started with will and it's gonna end with will yeah he's gonna Um, tie in yeah i think he's gonna i think he's i i think he's vecna honestly i think or not he's not he that he's vecna but he's gonna be like possessed by him again or something like that because there was a weird, weird moment at the end of season four that kind of hinted at it. He got like ch- a chill on his neck again. Like he yeah. always gets that. So it's like, oh, the mind flayer is close. Right, right. So. Yeah, man. So there's going to be a lot of crazy shit going down in that season. And then, you know, this one definitely ended in a downer with Eddie dying and uh, Max, Max being in a coma <laughs> and having like her limbs broken and her eyes almost pulled out of her skull. You know, like, yeah. that, was, that was terrifying. So it's like, what's going to happen to her? We'll find out. We'll find out. Season five, baby. Maybe even if she's in a coma, she'll probably be a important character in the Upside Down somehow, you know? Yeah. 
like her consciousness will somehow be there. So, I mean, we'll see. They're, they're smart writers. They'll figure out a way to tie everyone in. I'm sure they will. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I think they're going to start working on them soon. So yeah. everyone's like, oh, we have to wait such a long time. It's like, you'll be okay. Yeah, you'll, you'll survive. There's plenty you'll, of other things right. to watch. Absolutely. So, Nate, if you had to rate season four, what would you rate it? Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Out of ten, nice. this is really solid. I would rank it uh, season one, season four, season three, season two. Okay, okay. I I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I really did enjoy it. Um, it was fucking great. And and if I were to rank all the seasons, oh god, I think I'm gonna go as, as the first one being my favorite. Uh, not the first season, but like from you know. Uh, I would do season three and four, one and then two. Okay. Yeah, nice. it's hard. It's hard because I really did enjoy. I did enjoy season three. So, but season four also had some fucking badass shit. But anyway. Yeah. And if you're out there and you uh, follow us on our socials, uh, hit us with your ranking. We're yeah, curious let to us see know. what ones people <laughs> like in what order. Right. Um. Uh, I know we've we've gone a little bit over than we usually do, but we had to talk about four seasons of a show. So we got a lot to cover today. A lot to cover. Um, you know, I wanted to bring up one thing that we are working on a new short film. Yes. So we won't really tell tell you much about it, but you know, you're currently writing it, and you know, almost done with the final draft. So we'll get going on pre production, and yeah, it should be a fun little shoot. Yeah, I'm excited. Man. That's what we got going on. So if you're still hanging around, we appreciate it. Don't forget, you can check out all our films at into, intothevoidfilms.net. Give us a like, add us to your podcast playlist, share us with your favorite people. Stay spooky out there, my friends. This has been 